Well, good morning, IPC, and those online. Welcome. Thanks for joining us today. I jokingly said to a couple of people today, well, today is the day the youth pastor pretends to be the real pastor. That's an inside joke. It's okay that you didn't laugh. I'm not upset. I'm not upset. Um, I was asked to make one announcement uh, regarding the um, annual general meeting on March 6th. So if you attend IPC um, and are on the email list, uh, I believe you'll be getting more information about that March 6th and some details. Uh, if you're not going to be here in person uh, for the online uh, version of, of that, how you can get connected on that day. So that's March 6th, our AGM. You're going to want to be there, um, and uh, yeah, so mark that on your calendars. Today's message is for everyone here. Um, it is family day uh, tomorrow. Uh, if you weren't aware, that's a day you shouldn't be working. If you are, I'm sorry. Um, but I, we hope that you have a fantastic day with your family, as, Chris, as uh, Christine was saying earlier. We hope you enjoy time with your family We've, uh, as a youth group, we've asked uh, if people can send in their email, email me with, their, with pictures of their, that their families. We're not going to splash it up on the internet, but it might be something that would be interesting for us to, to look at, all the different families that are involved. So if you're interested in that, um, you can uh, email me um, those, uh, those pictures. So... If you're present or you're not present and you do have a family or you don't have a family yet or if that's not in God's plan for your life, I want you to uh, be encouraged that today is about empowering you. Today is about uh, giving you the ability and then just uh, really encouraging you um, in whatever your life looks like. If you do have a family... Um, we would encourage you to, to listen carefully. Obviously, as youth pastor here, um, I have it all together. Um, so I'll be sharing information with you. It'll be a one-sided thing. And uh, you will go home with a head full of knowledge and saying, I didn't know that about parenting. I'm so glad I showed up today and that Steve downloaded that to me. Um, who knows me here? John. Yeah, right. John's going, whatever. That's, that's true. Um, so I'm in the thick of things. Um, just a little bit about me. Um, I have three adult children um, and uh, two stepchildren that are almost adults too. No, they think they are, but they're not quite there. So um, I just uh, wanted to reference that. Um, because I'll be referencing a little bit about, uh, about that later on. So that's, a, that's the, uh, just want to set the context for today's, uh, today's talk, today's message. And also, I want to let you know, it's kind of a spoiler alert, that we'll be referring to the Bible today. Um, you probably guessed that because you're in a church, and you'd be right. Um, so we'll be referring to the Bible, but... I want to say that I, we really don't want to preclude anyone 
that could be watching online at a later date or anyone that's here who's not yet a Jesus follower, uh, listen to what we're saying today with a different set of ears on. Perhaps your worldview isn't Christian. We encourage you to, to listen. Um, so while we are referring to the Bible, we're also going to be referring to a, uh, more, a set of morals, values, ethics that are common sense to us as, as good human beings as well. Um, and then I want to mention that uh, at the end of today's service, the screens are going to be suggesting some fantastic resources for you. This is not an exhaustive list, um, but it's just some of the things that we've pulled for uh, people of different ages. Yeah, it involves reading. Sorry about that. Um, but uh, And we've included some of those here today, so after the service, you can have a look uh, at those today. So that's the context of what we're doing today. That's where we're going today. And uh, we're going to hopefully have a good time together. Recently, well, not recently. I'd like to think it was recently, but it's not. About seven or eight months ago, um, I was really excited to find this kit in home hardware in town. I've always wanted to grow spices. Always. It's a dream of mine from probably six or seven. No, just kidding. But I saw this thing, and being that the longer I live in Oxford County, I realize that I am partially Dutch. So um, I have Scottish in my background, which is really close. Um, so this was on sale. So that's what secondarily attracted me to this. I went, oh, a spice thing. On sale, yes, please. No, I paid for it. Um, and so it has sat for seven months. I, yeah. Seven months on my counter. And then Robin asked me not to have it on the counter unless I was going to do something with it. So I moved it to the top of the fridge, out of sight, out of mind, you know, right? And then she's like, what's that thing on top of the fridge? Back to the counter it goes, right? And then she noticed it on the counter again, and now it's here with me today. So I am totally excited about this. Um, I've asked a friend, my, some friends of mine in the audience to come and have a look at this with me. So yeah, so this I picked up, and it's chives, basil, and what did we say? I don't remember. You don't remember? Parsley. Parsley, chives, and basil. So it's been... Are you wondering how it's going with this? I Rude. I haven't started yet. I literally... So Victoria is one of my favorite people on earth. But she has just reminded me... Oh, and you're not bad, too. She's... Yeah, She's reminded me, yeah, you're right. I haven't started this at all. I, I bought it. I have the best of intentions. Do you believe me that I, I want to grow these things? No. You, you, don't believe, you don't believe me because Pastor Mike said the other day that if there's no actions to follow up on what I say, then chances are, right? Right. 
You're listening, you're smart, and you're holding us accountable. You could start it today. I could start it today if, you have the patience. if I have the patience. What did I ask you guys up for? This is really good. So, yeah, you're right. So I, I bought these things I haven't started. It's a kit um, that comes with these fantastic little pellets, and inside the pellets are embedded... Um, Parsley, thyme, chives, mast. Oh, you're mast, chives. Um, I would assume. I haven't done anything yet, though, with them. Um, so thanks, ladies, for bringing to my attention that I probably need to get going, right? Probably need to get started. So thanks so much for reminding me of that. Give these ladies a round of applause as they go back to their... So you're right. So this leads me into what we're going to talk about today, and we're going to encourage you to open up your package. Don't look under your seat. We haven't magically hidden them. Figuratively, open up your package and start planting some seeds. I won't realize um, any benefit from this package if it sits here unopened, unused, and uh, not utilized. At all. One of the verses in Scripture that I really have a hard time with, so side, sidebar, can I step into the sidebar here? Sidebar is, one of the Scriptures I have a hard time with is uh, honor and pray for those in authority over you. <laughs> We're living in a weird time in Canada. I've started, I'm in day six or six of a 30-day prayer journey for our country. And I would invite you to talk to me afterwards and, uh, and speak about this verse that I really don't understand. Pray for those in authority. They are ordained. Um, this whole country needs prayer right now. So I will step back into today's sermon. That's just an aside. But another verse that I don't understand is Proverbs 22 and 6. We have a lot of um, books on the, on the stage here today. Um, and one of the most important books that I have in my office is this one here. I wish it could say it's rag-torn rag and worn because of my use. But it actually came, it actually is my grandfather's Bible. <laughs> Ed Owen was not an educated man. He wasn't a man who went to post-secondary school, and he wasn't a man who went to seminary at all. But he did live on Avon Crescent in Toronto, and in that house, Jesus was there. And in that house, my grandfather poured into my father, who then poured into me and equipped me to stand here today and pour into your kids. So as we read this verse, I want you to just listen to the words of it, read on screen, grab your app or your Bible that's with you, and turn over to Proverbs 22 and 6. And it says this, Start children off on the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. I told you I have three kids. 
three adult children. But what I didn't tell you is that one of those kids is following Christ. It's hard to, hard to admit that as a, as a youth pastor <laughs> because I told you I have it all together, didn't I? So now you know. Um, pastor Mike was mentioning something a couple of weeks ago and I, I, it, it resonated with me because while I was preparing this sermon today, um, I thought, I am going to inundate them with stats. We've got so many stats. We could just throw at them. And I thought, no, that will freak them out. Because they're not good. <laughs> but I don't, and I didn't want to turn today's sermon into a <laughs> So today's sermon is going to be uplifting and encouraging. But here's the stat that resonated with me. I had no idea. I had done this. I had started off my kids on the way they should go. And then something happened. 72 hours is what the statistic tells us that kids have when they go to post-secondary school to make up their decision where they're heading. 72 hours. You as parents have done your darndest to that point, haven't you? And we've done our best in children's ministry and in youth group, in youth ministry, to set them on the way they should go. But then it comes down to 72 hours. And we're going to tie that into today, how we're going to talk about the seed growing from a value to a principle to a character. My son walked into, so here's the context. Kids know I'm big on context, so here's the context. Raised in a Christian home, has a father who's a youth leader at that point, and everything, is, everything has been done that should be done. He walked into school that day, and he's confronted with all sorts of options that he could do extracurricularly. So, I don't even know if this was there, but a chess club, the drama club, I don't know. Uh, all these different clubs. And one of, the, one of the tables that was in the foyer that day was called um, Power to Change. I mean, I don't have the power to remember that. So thank you. Uh, power to Change. They had a table. And he gravitated over towards that table. And he stood at that table and he conversed with those people. That was year one. By year two, he was the president of Power to Change at his school. Uh, in year two, he went on two short, I think two short-term missions. And then in year, uh, the la final year of school, he spent a full six months and then a full two years. So two, two and a half years in, uh, in a, a large country in the east that doesn't want people in their country proselytizing at all. So he had to do it undercover, Jesus style, right? Meeting with people over coffee and stuff. That was really cool to hear him come back. I still remember when he came back and I said, uh, he, I said, you've been two years away. What would you like to eat? And he said, I'd like a burger at Kelsey's. Well, I didn't even know that Kelsey's and burgers go together, but we ended up at Kelsey's, and I, I asked him to pray. 
And in the country where he was, they couldn't use the name God, so it was Daddy. And he started to pray, and he said, Daddy, oh, man, whew, that, that, that was an eye-opener for me. So here's this kid who I've taught in the way he should go. He makes a decision within that 72-hour window, and he's off prophetizing, reaching others for Christ, right in the way he should go. But then I have two adult children who aren't following after Christ. Does that break my heart? Yep. <laughs> does, that, uh, does that hurt to the quick? You betcha. Do I pray for them often? Yeah, I do. Do other people pray for them too? Yeah, but we're a village. So I invite you to pray for the... You know, when, when babies are, are uh, baptized here and dedicated, it used to be pre-COVID. Do you remember this? Pastor Chris would walk down through the sachet through the audience with the with it, and I thought they don't give me babies because I drop them. But he would sashay or walk through the audience, and he would be talking the whole time and saying that he wanted us to look at this look at this child and say we were going to pray for them and commit to praying for them. And so I invite all of you today, online or in person. And let you know that just because we're talking about kids and families and stuff like that, maybe you're not there. Maybe you'll never be there. Maybe you're past that. Maybe you're a grandparent. Maybe you're an aunt or an uncle. But you can still get involved in this village of prayer for, for the people, for the kids that, that uh, Christine and I are, are very fortunate and blessed to have influence over. So... I struggle with this first, when, to be honest. When they are old, they will not turn from it. I think what this verse is trying to portray is that they will not forget their upbringing. So I encourage you, as you're, as you're planting in, um, that you are planting in values, you are planting in morals and ethics that, that aren't going to fade over time, they might become distant memories, but they will stay in their in their long-term memory bank. So, I want to talk about values today, and uh, we're I want to encourage you in planting seeds. And today's topic, obviously, is rooted at home. So, we would like you to think about what this looks for you in your home, and think about the fact that. Even though Christine and I are on staff here and we have different roles here, children's ministry and youth ministries, we aren't the all, end all and be all for your kids. We're not. We can't be. You have, we, we have them, I have them for two hours a week. Christine's ministry has them for one hour a week. Where's the preponderance of responsibility here, right? And again... This is not a downer, and it's not me shaking my finger at you. It's saying, we would love to partner with you. We would love to be involved with you and to augment the teaching that's going on in your homes to encourage you and empower you um, that we are here pulling with you. I want to read these, and even if you're, even if you're not a, a, a Bible-following family, 
or even if you're not a Jesus follower yourself, these things that I'm going to read to you right now, and I, I plagiarize these. This is not my own list. I plagiarize these, so if you guys can, if it, I, I wish I had a door prize or a chocolate bar or something to chuck at you, but I don't. Um, if you can think about where these ten things come from, oh, shoot, that was a clue. Um, then you can then you can yell out uh, where you think these come from. Worship God only. Value God above all. Respect God's holy name. Give special alone time to a relationship with God. Listen and obey your parents and guardians. Put an extremely high value on human life. Be honest and loyal. Don't cheat. Have honest fingers. Be honest with and about other people. Be really happy with stuff you have. Does anyone know where that's from? Anyone recognize that? Ten Commandments. Thank you, thank you. It is. But did you notice these aren't, there's no thou shalt, thou shalt nots in here. This is a, I, I took the thou shalt nots, I flipped it, and made it into a, a positive list. So you know what this is? These are values. These are ideas about how things should be and what matters to you that you're instilling in your kids. So as you, as you raise them each day, uh, you're instilling these values into them. They don't necessarily own them yet. They're yours that you're passing on. That's your job as a parent. You're passing them on, and they are, they are going to progress through our conversation today, you'll see the progress of what's going to happen with those values. But listen to this again. Worship God only. Value God above. Are these hard to, to, to teach? Respect God's holy name. Give special alone time. This is the Sabbath, right? Give special alone time to a relationship with God. Listen and obey your parents and guardians. We, we as parents tend to sit on that one a lot. But there are nine others, um, put an extremely high value on human life, that's the thou shalt not murder one, um, be honest and loyal, don't cheat, have honest fingers, be honest with and about other people and be really happy, don't covet, so be really happy with the stuff you have, those are good values, right? Really, really good values, does it, does it necessarily pertain only to us who follow the scriptures? No, it doesn't. <laughs> so if you're listening today online, if you've, if you've found this video, um, we encourage you to just listen to, listen to how we're building this out and how hopefully it can help you in, in your parenting. Um, so now we've, we've given them values, ideas, and now we're going to read 2 Timothy 3, verse 14 to 15. Second Timothy, if you have your app or your Bible with you or just want to read off the screen, that's fine. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and become convinced of. Um, because you know from whom they are learned and how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through Jesus Christ. So for context here, there's a guy uh, in the... New Testament, his name is Timothy. Um, Paul, his mentor, 
has uh, written him two letters. This is the second one. And he's saying to him, hey, I want you to remember your grandma. I want to, you, you to remember what she poured in and the values that she instilled in you and how it is uh, able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. I want you to remember all these things. So this now is gone from a value that you've poured in to something he's asking Timothy to take responsibility for. So he said, let this, in essence, he's saying, let this become a principle that runs your life. And what's a principle? A principle are the rules that you follow to make sure you are living out your values. So you see the progress here? So we've got values and now they've become a principle. A value is something my parents have, have instilled in me perhaps and now it's become something that I have taken ownership of. And this can happen at any age. This can happen at um, uh, Christine's ministry age. It can still be going on in youth. It can still be going on into adulthood. So this is something that we want to, uh, that we want to take hold of. The, 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 the principle becomes something that we own and that we follow on. Um, so we are here to augment your, your teaching. I just want to encourage you that if you're a, a grandparent or an uncle or an aunt or have some connection to a kid, we have this thing at IPC uh, Youth called Prayer Parents. If you haven't heard of it, what it is is if you're interested and can commit to a kid for a year, contact me. I'll give you a kid's first name so that you can pray for them throughout the year. It's a cool thing. Uh, we would love to have you um, volunteer in our different ministries, but if, the, if you can't, um, and even if you can and you, and you commit to this for a year, we would love to do that. So let's go back to Proverbs 22 and 6 again. We're going to read that verse again. Start off your child in the way they should go, and even when they're old, they'll not turn from it. Though the seed now has been planted, it's taken, it's taken root. Um, and a good example of this um, is something I found in a deeply formed life. This was not reading I was doing in prep for, for youth, but just reading I was doing as part of a, as part of a study group. And... Um, the, the author says that he went to um, California and he uh, saw for the first time in his life red cedars. These aren't red cedars, but they're close enough to, for you to get the picture. Um, red cedars, you've probably seen, if you've had National Geographic around it all, you've seen some of them you can, are big enough to drive a Volkswagen Beetle through. They're, they're huge trees. Um, and what I found interesting when I was reading this book about the red cedars um, is that red cedars do not grow deep roots because they're not usually around uh, a water source, or they could be, but they, they just don't grow deep roots. But anyone who's spent any time with me in, uh, in youth group knows that I've used this illustration before. They grow roots out that are widespread, widespread roots. And 
they grow relatively close together and they hold each other up through their root systems. So their root systems join together and they hold those massive trees up. If you stood at the bottom of a tree, I was watching the telephone posts, poles being installed out here on uh, Oxford 4, and those things are really tall, but these trees are huge. I mean, you think they're not, they don't have, they have a root system that's, that's, uh, that's holding them together, but they're all working together to hold each other up. You know, um, it, it made me think of uh, our, our youth group. So the um, kids up to grade five are with, the, with Christine's ministry, um, and then we get them in senior in junior youth from six grade six, seven, and eight, and then uh, grade nine, ten, eleven, twelve. They're in senior youth, and by the time they get to the, by the time you just watch them grow, it's so cool, it's so cool, um, just to watch them progress. So the Bible project is being done for the next three years. So give them a fantastic foundation. A fantastic foundation. They don't need to know any more in grade six, so all we do is play games. Um, no, we continue to build on that in grade six, seven, and eight, and all the way through the end of high school. Um, and those kids, they grow in their faith. They grow in their knowledge of, of Jesus, uh, their care for each other. And they're 16 and 17 years old when they're in grade, uh, grade 12. Um, and I was, I was astounded uh, the, other, the other day. Some friends had us over and let us hang out at their fire um, with, the, with the senior kids. And the discussion, you know, my lesson was on peace. I didn't instill this in them. It wasn't part of my lesson. I didn't prompt them. I didn't cajole them into this conversation. They just went to this conversation about, about the Olympics that were happening at the time. And um, one of them uh, started the conversation and she said, you know, as I, watch the, as I watch the Olympics, I can barely watch it because in the back of my mind is the money that was spent on this thing and that money that could be spent in other places. And I'm like, I think I'm witnessing character. I think the value that has been taught by parents is that's been instilled in these kids is to show mercy and to extend kindness to others. And it's now become a principle of their uh, guiding principle of their life. And now they're talking about it. It's part of their character. And we didn't get too much into the conversation, um, but it was very interesting for, for me to listen and to, uh, and to just witness that. And you know what? That's, that's thanks to you guys. Because I didn't do a lesson on that. That's thanks to you guys. So as you're going through life and as you're giving them uh, the values and as they're assimilating those themselves, whether they're learning by osmosis, or whether it's directly taught to them and it's becoming a principle, it will eventually become part of who they are, part of their character. And people like me get to stand back and witness those fantastic things. So um, I have asked 
some more friends. Where are they? Could they could come up and give me a hand. So today, I am committing to what I'm asking you to commit to. I'm asking you to commit to and continue committing to planting seeds into your kids. Plant those seeds. And it's going to be... It's going to be uncomfortable sometimes. You could get pushback at points. Come on over, ladies. So let's show these people what we have here. So we have these three. Oh, do you want to? Oh, yeah, you're well rehearsed. Awesome. Okay, so we're going to take this little plant pot, these little plant pots, Space holder, I guess. And one of those is chives, one of those is parsley, and one of those is thyme or basil. So let's uh, in 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 this ring in this thing here, in this pellet, there are seeds. So do you want to plant that? that? Sure, that's one you chose. Okay. Oh, what are you doing? Watering. And why are you watering it? The seeds are in there, and they need water to grow. Great. So that's what we're going to do as parents. We're going to continually water those little seedlings with the Word of God. The Word of God weirdly calls itself water. Can you imagine? Um, so here's another one. How about you pour it in the cap first so we don't have a spill? Here, you want to do the same thing there? Okay, so what's happening here, parents, is that we're encouraging you, um, whether you're a parent, whether you're connected to kids, to just uh, commit before God to, to planting seeds, right? And we might not, I have a number of friends here, and I know their stories are very similar to mine. We might not realize the result of that in our lifetime. And we might and we might get really discouraged about that actually and not seeing that those seeds grow. But this is not a this this is not a fast food journey. So we need to be patient and let God do what God does. Right? Um and then thanks ladies. And then we're going to we're gonna water those things with our prayer. We're gonna continually build into them with encouragement, and um, what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to have a, a record of these things They're sitting on my counter for the next couple of months, and we're going to post this stuff on uh, Facebook, and you can watch and see these. <laughs> I'm, so, so I'm taking a really big risk here. Because this is recorded, and uh, we're going to see these things grow. So right now, there's nothing there, um, but they're full of seeds, and we're going to discover. And at the end of it, Christine said, you should make a really good meal using basil and using parsley. So I think I'll enjoy a batch of spaghetti at the end of the fruits of my labor. So I really want to encourage you guys today, whatever stage of life you are in, whether you're in the value planting stage, whether you're recognizing that your kids are coming into their own 
and that they're picking up on these things and these things are now becoming, um, becoming principles that they follow or whether you're watching them like I have the pleasure of doing, watching them, those things become characteristics and build into their character. I want you to just enjoy this. Um, yeah, it's a struggle. Um, and yeah, it's got its challenges. But um, if, we rely, if we rely on the Lord, rely on God for the last part of the verse after the comma <laughs> in, uh, in Proverbs 22 and 6, He's the one that's going to take that forward. Our job is to train them up in the way they should go. So we're just going to pray. Robin is going to uh, play a couple of songs for us. And I just want you to uh, encourage you to think about these things. Uh, if, you're a, if you're a grandparent, uh, if, you're an, uh, if you're any relation to a kid, and even if they're not your own, if you want to come to come to me and ask to become a prayer parent, I would love that. I've got a, no, a number of people. Um, I would love to add you to that roster. So, speaking of praying, if you're praying uh, individuals, I'd like to invite you to pray for the, pray for the youth um, here at IBC. You knew I was going to shamelessly promote that, right? Um, <clears throat> I'd like to invite you to pray for our youth from grade 6 to grade 12 that we are able to instill in them um, something that's going to be, go from a value to a principle to a characteristic of theirs that's going to end up uh, equipping them for, for service for Christ. Um, and, uh, and, you know, it's a weighty, it's a weighty place to be. It's not an easy place to be um, responsible for, for these kids. But it's not just Christine and I that are responsible. I would like to invite you to recognize that you too are complicit <laughs> in that um, and that you too have responsibility to train up a child in the way that you go. So I hope that's been uplifting for you. I hope it's been challenging. I hope it's going to bring up some conversations. Um, we've got... Uh, a number of things on the stage here today, they are not to take with you, please. Um, but they're just an example, and we're going to display some other resources on the stage as well. Please make use of Right Now Media, because um, that's a really good resource. So let's just pray. Father, we thank you for uh, your guidance today. We thank you for... Um, Thank you for parenting's hard moments and hard months and hard years. Um, we know it's all for, all for value, and we thank you for calling us into this place of, of, of parenting, whether it's our own kids or whether it's discipling and mentoring others. You are the God of the universe, so you could have just planted this seed um, and, and, and be done with us. But you've invited us into the space. And I pray this morning that we will face these challenges and the obstacles that come along life's way, that we would know your presence with us, that we would see your guidance, that we would bury our nose in, in your word and seek out other resources as well that would help us instill values 
that will turn into principles, that will turn into character of our kids. Thank you so much for the day that we can uh, um, have tomorrow on Family Day, that you will just bless us in it, whatever our activities are, that you will just be with us and keep us in safety um, this weekend. And we pray in Christ's name. Amen.